Welcome into the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show. Featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! You're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's a basketball Saturday postgame show. Auburn handles their business against Nebraska down in Atlanta. I'm DP. Bach is with me. Strick is with me. Big Sky is with me. We got a, an hour's worth of get through and therapy. Speak your mind. Say it how you want to say it. Auburn delivers. Uh, you can hit us up on the text line. Or you can call in on the Lincoln hotline. 402-464-5685. You can follow us on the live video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Auburn is legit, and we saw how much so just now. Let's bring them in. Uh, this was one to, to talk about. This was an eye-opener um, to me anyway. Uh, Strick, uh, kind sir. That uh, Look, props where due. That Auburn group looks different. <laughs> they look like they, well, yeah. they, they look legit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we knew that coming in, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we understood that Auburn was a very good team. Um, they had a really tough loss against Connecticut uh, in a double overtime game. But we all knew that they were they were very legit in the SEC, uh, one of the better teams over the last three years, even without their coach. We know that they just played the game the way that it's supposed to be played. One of the things that I saw in Auburn is that uh, this is what makes a team a top 25 team, a good team. And what they do is they pound, they pound on a team they don't give you an opportunity. They don't give you a chance to sniff or to smell. Uh, they continue to defensively get after you. They continue to attack. Um, so this is what you see in a good team. And, the, and here's 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 the matrix that you'll see, uh, the metrics you'll see with, with a good team. Um, they'll pound you. They'll defend you continuously. They don't. They don't they don't take time off. And, and what we noticed about them is they're a very deep team. They, they probably run nine, ten deep. So everybody's going to get after it a little bit with you. Um, so a good team will take advantage of fast break points off of turnovers. They will uh, continue to have high high numbers of points in the paint. Uh, when when you're when you're beating a team down, um, they'll continue to attack the basket while minimizing bad shots. You you know you saw there were still some bad shots there, but for the most part, uh, a lot of it. You know an example of that was on a fast break. Um, you saw the ball kind of go over KD's um, left shoulder. He kind of finds it. He, 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 he tracks it down at the three-point line. He could have lined up a three. He had hit a few. He could have. Um, you know, sometimes a bad team will, will take that shot. Yeah, it's not still a good shot. Um, and so what he did was he took a look. He shot fake the head fake up, drove to the basket, and ended up getting a, a layup. So those are the things that good teams will do. Um, you know, Nebraska, again, we shot, you know, not very well, uh, 43% from the field, uh, a little bit better from three, you know, courtesy of C.J. Wilcher. And and what you notice about C.J. is most of the shots he took tonight were what? They were good shots, and he knocked them down. Mm -hmm. uh, they did have some good looks. They just missed some. Bryce had some good looks. Uh, Casey had a couple of good looks. Uh, but turnovers and, you know, it's the same, it's the same bug. And, 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 you know, 
against good teams, you're, you're not going to score at those high clips because you're not going to get those those same type of opportunities if you don't do the things as, as a good team would do, and that's continue to move that ball. you got to move that ball against good defensive teams because you're not going to get shots off of one drive, one pass, um, you know, type situations at the basket. So it's, it, it was a tough night for Nebraska. Um, you know, we did see some good things, uh, but, but still it's the same outcome that we find in these games. Bach, what what's the first thing that jumps out to you? What's the, the loudest thing? Well, positively, C.J. Wiltshire getting back on track. I think that that is, I mean, that's the one positive from this game probably. Um, you have to wonder about the influence that was kind of going through the team. Most of these guys played. I mean, you didn't have to sit out too many of your main starters um, or, you know, role players, but uh, it just, it, you know, obviously, maybe between the Michigan game and this game, kind of similar looking, you know, uh, and, and scores there at the end that, Maybe I you don't want to say you hope that that's part of it, but you kind of if, if you're looking for a reason for Nebraska to get better, you kind of do. So, um, you know, I, I I mean, they just this is another game is the same thing with Michigan. I mean, those are good teams. So, you know, you don't have the horses. So you really got to fight up to, to be able to play in that game. And I don't I don't know. And maybe it is from, a, from an illness, but I, I don't know if I, I saw the fight there. I, you know, there's. There's something about these guys with with rebounds and giving up offensive rebounds. It's like they they got brick hands at times, uh, not being able to to get that rebound, um, you know. And then the, the the countless amount of turnovers that led to fast break points. And I don't know if the hustle was already always there. I saw s uh, several guys passing the ball off for an open three and and then celebrating the three before it's being shot and taken. And you shoot under 30% as a team. You can't celebrate. You got to get in there. You got to go back there in, in case it's missed, like it most likely is, and get the rebound. And, you know, it, it, it's, it just wasn't there uh, for them tonight. The, and, and, and I think some of that play in, in both the, in the, best, you know, the past two games is trying to catch up. You saw that they're kind of taking, trying to, to keep up with Auburn. You know, they had the 8-8 eight to eight tie or what, uh, whatever early on, and then Auburn kind of made their breakout, and then Nebraska was taking bad shots, um, you know, just kind of isolation threes and and trying to keep up with Auburn, who was hitting them, and they, they couldn't do it. So once the game got out of hand, I mean, that's I, the one positive is that they started hitting threes in the second half and Wiltshire got going. Um, but sometimes you wonder how, how much... Auburn is really giving it their full go, um, and so you wonder if that's going to translate. Through the numbers, we can go up and down. Uh, Nebraska shot 43% from the field to, uh, to Auburn's 51. Uh, the Huskers were 23 of 54. Auburn with plus 22 shots, plus 22 shot attempts. Uh, Nebraska shot 32% from three to Auburn's 45. Uh, the Huskers were 7 of 22. Um, 20 turnovers. And that's what happens in a, in a full-court pressure against a long, legitimate basketball team. Look, 20 is still too many. That's what the, why they do what they do, but that's too many. Um, points off turnovers for Auburn, 30 to, uh, to Nebraska's 10. Nebraska was only minus three on, on, in rebound. They were dead even on the defensive boards. They were minus three on the offensive rebounds. Again, for, through all those things, you, you still got to figure out a way. 41 points off. The Auburn bench to Nebraska's 25, uh, 27 fast break points for the Auburn Tigers. 16 steals uh, of those. And then the number that, that celebrates um, moving the ball around and the kind of success they were having, uh, Auburn with 26 assists. 26. On 39 26. 26 assists, which I, I would imagine is in the record category because that 26 assists, that, that's pretty remarkable. 
Um, Nebraska, you know, on a given night, 12 assists, is not, but 12 assists to 20 turnovers is not the part of you want. Think about it this way. Auburn had 26 assists and eight turnovers. So you want to be able to define the game. That's where the game definition begins and ends. Um, I will speak to this because, you know, it's the truth. I'm, I'm actually surprised this team played today. Uh, reports of players who, who were last-minute game-time decisions. Um, it's tough to do. Uh, I talked to a couple of the guys before they took off for Atlanta, and stunned is, is the word that comes to mind. Stunned. Uh, up and down the numbers, Strick, uh, 17, led by Wiltshire, uh, 17 points on 6-9 shooting. Uh, 14 for Trey McGowan's 10 for Walker. Walker with a double-double with 10 points, 10 boards. Uh, Verge uh, with 10, 5, and 4. But on a night that was required, <laughs> Alonzo Verge and Eduardo Andre had 11, combined for 11 turnovers. Again, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not going to beat a can't bad win. team with that. You're not going to win. Yeah, you're not going to beat a bad team. That you, you, you certainly can't well, beat a good one. What jumps out well, from those numbers? Well, especially at the point guard position, you know, at the point guard position, someone who handles the ball as, uh, the ball as much as Alonzo Verge does, uh, when, when you have, again, I talked about it in the last game, when you have an assist to turnover ratio in the opposite direction, it's it's never uh, a good look. Um, you know, you would like for it to definitely be in the two to one range or above three to one range. And uh, we didn't see that, you know. And so, um, you know, I, I will say something that stuck out to me is that you know, in their attempts to do the, you know, you saw a lot of one-on-three, a lot of one-on-four situations, a lot of begging for bump calls. You know, when you're playing a physical Big Ten or a physical SEC team, uh, some, you know, you're not just going to get those bailout, head flop type, you know, calls. And, you know, the, you know, we saw a lot of driving into the paint with multiple defenders, and that's where a lot of their turnovers also occurred. Um also, in attacking the basket, <laughs> this is the thing I talked about last game. I said, you know, you, you have to understand the, the scouting report. And there's no question, I'm sure, in the scouting report that it stated that Auburn is uh, third ranked nationally in block shots. Right. You know what I mean? They're averaging almost seven a game. So, you know, when you have that type of situation, you attacking the basket thinking you're going to finish over guys, two, three guys, Kessler, as long as he is. And we saw that in the Verge situation when he attacked the basket and, and, and got it pinned to the glass. Um, if Verge is going to take that shot, you have to you have to understand the dynamic of shot blocking. Shot blockers want to create space. They want to catch you near the rim where there is space because they know where that ball is going to go and their timing if they're a good shot blocking team is going to be on point. Um, and what happened is, is Verge is, is, is took the angle that he would normally take on a, in, against the defense, and you have to take an extra dribble if you're going to attack it. Now, I'm not saying you don't, you don't attack the rim. If you're going to attack it, you know, just some of the basketball players that be, be out there listening, if you're going to attack a big man, that would be, you know, that would be like me attacking Matumbo, right. Right? right? Understanding that Matumbo, that's what he does. And me trying to just think I'm going to take off at this position and finish it, it just just that's that's no. I'm looking for <laughs> yeah. as any as any guard, I'm looking to draw two. My guy, Matumbo, find the next one. The next one's not gonna have the shot. You find the next one to find the next one. 
that next person either has a shot or a drive or penetration to the basket with what you saw Wiltshire do in multiple cases with a mid-range shot. So that he that he completed. There's that's the that's the issue. You have to take that extra dribble, get into Matumbo, show it to him on the strong side. And if you're going to do it, you have to refi- you have to finish it on the weak side. You can never finish against a strong blocking defensive team like that on the strong side. It's just not going to happen. So those are just some things. I mean, that's not being critical. That's just just kind of giving you a little taste on if you're going to do that, young players out there, you you, you can. You just have to do it in a method that's going to take their advantage away and do something the opposite or either on the other side. That's the best way to do it. Or draw them two and three kick, and then you have those second opportunities that are going to develop. So I'm, I'm – I don't know really what what they can learn out of this uh, Bach and DPI. I really don't. I don't. I, I mean, I figured coming in, either they had to make some significant adjustments, especially being short um, as far as numbers tonight with no Bryden Bach and then no McTray, no you know. Um, um, uh, there's a couple more out, I believe. Keon's um, out. Eduardo was yeah, the game time. And, and Eduardo, yeah, right? Yeah. So 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 therefore. It's even more imperative that you have to take care of the ball. You have to take good shots. You have to um, run for opportunity. And if you don't get opportunity, exhaust your you – know, they were very lackadaisical on their passes tonight um, uh, with a very athletic and Auburn team getting into the passing lane significantly. Um, you know, just you, you just feel that in your free flow you come off that you, you normally would think that guy's open. But when you've got guys that study film and study that game report, they – those are opportunities to take a chance at and that's where there should be some backdoor opportunities as well so it's just some things you can hopefully glean out of that but there's not really much that you can take from it other than you know Wiltshire playing you know the way that we would have hoped him to play um throughout the season I, I was paying attention and it was brought to me I was talking to texting Jay Foreman during the game and he brought up he says well, why is Tom Monaga missing like he's out there but he's just standing still they've frozen him in the corner and that's that weak side thing right that if you're going to attack the strong side then you've got to have a, a threat on the weak side. And Tom Monaga took five shots all night tonight. And two of those were on opportunities that he created for himself. So if this offense, if we're scouting it from a distance and we see that it's, this is a one-sided offense because Lotman isn't hitting shoot shots, the three from the, from the wing, and Tom Monaga's not even getting the ball in the corner, that makes you easy, more easily defended and it makes it – it means the scouting report is working against Nebraska. How does that great get point. fixed? Yeah, how does that get fixed? Well, it, it is a that's a great point. Um, um, here, here's here's this is real deep dive stuff right here. You know what I'm saying? If you're really, you know, in tune to studying film and watching and just watching little nuances of the game, right? This is a deep dive thing right here. Um, you can tell body language too, right? Mm-hmm. So here's here's some deep dive stuff that can happen. And can can affect shooting, and you don't even realize it. It's a very small, subtle thing, but but here's here it is. Guys have gotten so complacent to a point that when people drive, they're not expecting it to come out. Okay, yeah. So because of that, guys aren't ready to shoot, and when you're not ready to shoot, and you get surprised by the ball come. Oh no, you're open. But if you're not ready to shoot, you're not going to get it off, nor are you – you're not going to get it off cleanly, and nor are you going to be ready in your normal practice or your normal shooting-type situations, and you'll end up missing shots. So 
you found different times where guys drove and they were either late passes or kind of you got in there and you were unexpected or you didn't pass it and you saw guys, you know, one time you saw men like, you know, over there where there, there were two open, there were two open guys. And so then now all of a sudden your mental, your mental is like, dang, you know, man, I'm open. You know, the ball isn't coming. So then the next time it either gets to your hands, you're either trying to get into something to get something off or you're not ready on the next shot and then you end up missing. So that's just some deep, deep dive stuff. That's the thing that they've got to fix. You heard them say uh, in different situations that these, this, this team plays like together, like they're not, they're, they're not worried about what Smith is going to do or his accolades. You heard them say, you know, the announcers say they're not worried. They're all just all enjoy playing together and they're all going to do their things and they're about winning. Mm -hmm. And that's what is bred within a winning culture is those type of mentalities because every one of them are ready to shoot. Sometimes they didn't take good shots, but you, you know, they know it's coming. It's coming. And that's what you see in the assist numbers. They, you know, the assist numbers tells it all. Well, everybody's going to eat. Everybody's going to eat at Auburn. Like literally yeah. everybody's going to eat. Uh, Bach, I was, I was, I, I have to admit, I was, there's a moment in the broadcast where I just broke out laughing. Because they said, well, wh what makes Auburn Auburn? And you heard them talk about, well, you know, there's this and that and the other. And I kept going, listen, man, <laughs> we know how Auburn was put together. The NCAA just told you how <laughs> Auburn was put together. No trip. Look, they are shopping at a different grocery store in a different neighborhood with an entirely different bank account than Nebraska is. Like, and, they're, and the way that they're doing it is off the books. It's incredible. They do not look like Nebraska, like it, right. right. There's there's nothing wrong with saying that, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's and it, I thought the same thing gets Michigan. It was even more so today with Auburn. Um, you know, you just you just kind of think <laughs> of some of those guys. They just, I mean, because what they kept saying is they don't have a drop off when they come off the bench, and and you saw that. I mean, Green came in and just he could shoot from anywhere, and he was given the green light to go. Um, but uh, you know. He also was pretty effective from inside the uh, arc as well. I mean, they they were just a very impressive team. Um, and then you have to give credit, too, for their scouting. I, because I think that they just, you know, like, there's certain games like Andre. He's obviously developing. Um, if, if he, I mean, and, and Auburn's got superior athletes than what he is at this point. And they just they kind of made him look silly at times. I mean, because they they I I just think they had him scouted well. I mean, if he's going to bring the ball down in front of you, the seven foot one <laughs> guy reaches out and grabs it. Um, you know, and I I thought that they did that well with a lot of guys. I mean, Tamanaga. That's another thing. Like his size just kind of bothered you more in this game. Like usually he's able to still hustle and, and you know, and I, I think he still had, did have three steals. So, I mean, he had moments where he was good, but there's, there's just times where despite the fact that Auburn has some smaller guys too, their size was just overwhelming and your just athleticism was overwhelming that, you know, he was, <laughs> he looked pretty small out there, smaller than he normally does. Well, 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 Jay Foreman's texting. He goes, okay, we got to talk to the weight room guy in Nebraska. Because the, the Nebraska guys don't look like the Auburn guys. And I, and truth to be said, Strick, uh, not many teams in America look like Auburn. Like when they when Auburn gets off the bus and pulls off the warm-ups, some points go on the board. Like this, <laughs> they're not starting at 0-0 like everybody else because it looks like they have grown-ups. It looked like an NBA team versus a, a college team. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're very strong. I mean, they they had a lot of guys looking like C.J. Wilcher, you know, and and when they attacked, they attacked with strong body finishes. I mean, they they were getting in there and getting fouled and getting and ones and completing that stuff. That's that's big man basketball. That's that's what hey, you get in there, put a body on me. I'm gonna put a body right back on you. I'm gonna get a get a bucket. Um. So you're absolutely right about that. I did see some good things, though. I mean, I'm not going to sit here. I, I saw some good things. I'll give you an example. 50 seconds left in the game uh, or in the half. 50 seconds in the half, you had a situation pick and roll. Verge with, with uh, Walker. Walker has a strong roll. Verge finds him. And again, Walker, let's, what is his numbers? Uh, you know, Walker, four, again. 10 and 10. Four, four, four. And he should have 10 shots at least, minimum. Four for four. Again, four for four. four. He, there's, no, there's, there's no doubt in my mind he should have a minimum of 10 shots with the shooting percentage he has. I, I, you've got to find that guy. I mean, something, somehow, some way, find a way to get this man the ball until he freaking goes on a, you know, a one for 20 or two for 20 slump. Find that man for 10 shots a game. Okay. So with 50 seconds left, great pick and roll. Find this is good film stuff. Find Walker on the roll. Walker could have went up. Smart IQ finds himself deep under the basket, kicks it out to the top. That person doesn't doesn't take it. Quick shot to the corner to Wilcher, butt naked for the three, and he makes it. Mm-hmm. That's good basketball. That's what you've got to see. Um, if you have three bad shots and a half, you've got to see that type of basketball ten times. And if you miss those shots, hey, you, it's just that's just what it is. They did have some good shots tonight that they just missed, you know. But that's good basketball. If they do that on a regular basis, I think these numbers will begin to change. Couple of as text, far as in the L category. Couple of texts to get to. Uh... Through, through all this stuff, uh, BJ uh, B. Joe says, uh, "What's up, guys? Despite the annihilation, it was great to see CJ Ultra get in the rhythm. Yeah, it looked like he looked like he took a step, uh, and that was necessary. Absolutely necessary. He didn't force nothing, DP. Right? I yeah. mean, for real. When you every you can go look at his complete shot chart. There was now the games before. Let's let's that we we forget that. Forget those things. Right? Forget that. Today he looked under control." poised and everything he did and shot was under control even a couple drives didn't get there pulled it back out look for the next opportunity that's good ball by cj wilcher yeah and 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 through it and i kept uh, they just sent sent out the the media notes and said tamanaga had three steals people talk about tamanaga and they think of him just as a shooter Look, to be an undersized guy out there playing against michigan and auburn and competing and being brand new, give that dude some flowers because he's out there battling. Yeah, I mean, he only got three, uh, four, three attempts off, and I thought this was going to be a space where they could get get him the ball. I think Fred's going to have to make a decision to make sure that Tamanaga is not his corner guy. He needs to be on the wing, like he needs to be on the wing to stretch defenses, right? To make folks have to defend twenty-two feet at the top and on the wing. Instead of putting him in the corner where you don't really have to defend him, it allows for help defense. And remember, Derek Walker's still doing that kind of work with help defenders in that space who are as big as or taller than Derek Walker himself. So it seems like a small adjustment. And in the system, you don't always, you need a shooter in the corner. 
I, I, I tend to think that if when you go small, having Tamanaga at the wing will give them a few more options. Strick, do you think they can work with that? Uh, yeah. Um, I still think they need to run more more sets. Um, you know, you definitely saw um, Auburn push, probe, nothing, get back out, let's run something. I think they still need to do that. I, I don't think they're very effective right now as far as their decision-making with regards to a free-flow, you know, offense and in their shot selection. I think they, they've got to get to a point where they know where the shots are going to be coming from. Um, they have an idea of, of, of you know, and, and I'm not saying the whole game, but I think, you know, a, a good portion of the game until they get this figured out, they have to do something like that. I also think they need to they need to play with the, with the point guard change for a minute you know maybe move Kobe Webster and and have a role discussion like you know a role discussion with Kobe and say listen I need you to run this team I need you to basically get me into everything that I need to make sure we get a good shot every time down and then you find those guys like Burge on the wing on the fast break let him do what he do but let him not have to handle because teams are loading I told you that last last the the last the last show I said teams this team is going to load to Burge. They're going to they're not going to let him just go in and do what he did last game. That's not happening and you saw it that didn't happen. So so when the scouting report I, but let Burge do what he do. Get Kobe, find Kobe, let Kobe find them guys Bryce and find Burge up the wings. You know that that's how we used to play. I mean, we used to get that ball and we would push. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't stick in nobody's hands. It would boom, boom, boom down the line. We have something attacking, nothing attacking. Let's get back out into something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where I think Verge and McGowan's can be effective. I think that's where CJ can find himself strong and effective as well. I think that's where Latman may be able to get some better shot opportunities as well. They've got to get out easier opportunities because they don't they're they're not executing very well in their half court offense right now. And so, um, I think they should maybe entertain that. Look at look at you know. Shoot, I mean, I don't, I don't maybe even Tamanaga running it a little bit, you know. But I, I don't like that because I like his his ability to shoot. But you know, definitely they may want to tweak something. Uh, well, he for a can go now. off the dribble too, though. That's the other thing. I mean, Tamanaga handles. He's capable. Long. He's he was a point guard in, in junior college, so right. the, let's let's not be oblivious to the fact that he can he can play the position. <laughs> I I just I don't know if he's confident yet. Um, you know, with the team he's on that. You know, he can get into the stuff he used to get into when he was at Ranger. But nonetheless, I think he, he's very capable of playing the position. Bach, did you notice the, the crowd with KD and Charles Barkley, et cetera? Atlanta was on fire today. Yeah, it was pretty cool and obviously a big uh, pro-Auburn crowd. Uh, but it was cool to see, I'm sure, KD uh, in there to look at uh, some of his competition coming into the league next year. <laughs> Got a pretty uh, good close look at uh, um, Jabari Smith, who's probably going to be, I mean, that, that's got to be a top five, top ten draft pick. Um, we'll see how it all turns out. But, um, yeah, it's cool, but it's also kind of disappointing. And this is, uh, you know, it. it it's it's frustrating because uh, you know when you get your opportunities and and maybe the, again this the sickness is is a big part of it but when you get your opportunities to shine on a national stage I mean it's everybody's dream to play in front of KD to play in front of Charles Barkley and I uh, you know maybe other than Wilcher I don't think that they probably feel the greatest or that it played out to the way that their their dreams had hoped um, two straight games on ESPN two that's a national stage um, of giving up a hundred points or nearly a hundred points and again you're outmatched I mean we can we can see that. 
whether it's Michigan or Auburn. Um, but there's a lot of teams. I mean, Nebraska basketball has, uh, you know, other than a few days there back in Strix Day, um, mostly has been outmatched. And it's kind of the, the kind of what keeps a lot of Nebraska f- basketball fans around is the 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 ability to punch up and to you know to at least fight for it and, and keep those games close and you know it, it just didn't happen so you know they 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 don't have too many games here in the next couple weeks you know maybe that can kind of refresh them they can work on some of the things I, I don't think I saw too much of a philosophical change like uh, like was maybe you weren't going thrown to. out there we, but you it would have been to. incredibly difficult to do so you going to. I'm I'm wondering if that's around the corner um, or if they're just gonna you know kind of keep tweaking things, maybe one thing here and there, and, and see if they can kind of find that right recipe. Yeah, it'll be a short schedule. Uh, they've got a week off. Uh, they'll go at it again next Sunday against uh, Kansas State. Uh, then they'll get Kennesaw State and, and get into the holiday. But I'm not sure that from a, from a changing a philosophy standpoint, that just I'm just not sure uh, that that is doable. That means you're going to throw away nine months of work because of, 11 games and that to me i'm just not sure that's gonna happen uh, i just don't know i mean do you think that they're maybe you can you just find a way to get these shooters going that's the hope right eventually but when you're 11 games in and you, you can hardly shoot above 30 percent um you know maybe there is i mean maybe it, it just it, it just is simple as working inside out a little bit more giving walker a few you know it, it doesn't have to be a complete philosophical change just maybe slow it down a little bit here and there and they do at times but um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, I just don't know, especially when you're playing team like Auburn or Michigan, maybe it's, it's, again, sometimes it's not complete. It's just the matchup. It wouldn't be so hard or, or a bad idea to slow it down a bit. We will see what happens. Uh, again, they'll have a, a week and, and, and Fred will have time to talk and the players will have time to talk and we'll figure out what, what collectively they decide to do going forward. We'll throw it a break here. We'll come back and break down the numbers a little bit further in strict. We'll ask you about the scheme versus play calling. Uh, and try to figure out with this roster what will work in the long term for the rest of the season as the Huskers head into the Big Ten Conference play. Uh, we'll throw it a break. This is the postgame show on 93.7 The Ticket. To the Ticket Basketball Postgame Show, featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 99.68. Auburn does it. 30 plus on the win. And it in my head, I keep thinking it could have been way worse. And it but it should have been better at the same time. Facts. <laughs> right? Like, like I'm going, it could have this could have been a 50 point game, and we would have understood it. Like we <laughs> like we would have there would have been no questions about, well, yeah, they're probably that much better today. Like that's how that works. Uh, Eric Strickland, the Hall of Famer, Bach, uh, running, the, running the board and getting us in, and then Big Sky doing the work from behind the scenes. We appreciate you guys. Uh, as the Hus- as we said, the Huskers have a week plus to get it together, right? So for whatever adjustments to heal up, better up, uh, make some adjustments, put you another couple of weeks closer to having your captain back. Not sure that that's really going to make that much difference right now because you, you, you need to find a way to get your shooters. These, these guys on the rosters are your shooters. You have to figure out a way how to get them. Uh, how to get them going. And Strick, Bach has talked about, you know, changing the philosophy. And I said, well, let me ask Strick. Let me ask you, kind sir. What's the likelihood in a, in a week, two weeks, that they change maybe not the philosophy but the approach? 
Well, I think I think that's what I was saying. Um, I was saying in my you know previous comments is they need to maybe do something with regards to set more sets, something to running, something where they know know where their shots and their shot selections are going to come from, uh, know where people are going to be, um, know where those shots are going to come from. I mean, all options. In every play that they run, they would know where it's going to come from, right? So, you know, my thing is, if 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 it's if it's a pick and roll situation, and you got to teach the kids. I mean, the kids really—that's been such a detriment sometimes with regards to AAU basketball because it's so free flow and do what you like, and you know, Euro step them to death and do you know just all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is when you when you get them into a situation where cerebrally or or IQ or intellectually they have to be able to know where certain guys are, right? So if you come off a pick and roll and they switch, you should know what your options are available to you or what we're going to do with that switch, right? Either we're going to kick out, cut through, look inside for Derek Walker, or we're going to kick out, run the next pick and roll, reverse the ball. You know what I'm saying? They they need to understand that. If they don't switch, they double, their drop-off is not going to be there. That's what you're seeing, too. That's why you saw Auburn getting their hands on the ball. They knew what they were trying to do, those pocket passes, all that stuff. They were cutting it off. That's when the the you got to know the guy on the uh, on the roll and replace is back there. You hit him. If you see the defense trying to attack him, you hit the corner guy. So you got you. They just got to know where these certain things are and these certain people are in certain positions and, and know which what's available to them. Right? Teach them, train them up. Then you give them just like a kid, just like you know your child or your son or daughter. Right? Mm-hmm. You give them more responsibilities. You don't just they they turn to be 16 and become a freshman and just say, Hey, here's a car. Right. You give them some responsibilities. You make sure they're taking care of stuff at home and they're doing stuff with regards to their grades. And you give them a little bit more responsibility. First, you let them drive to school and home. Then you start seeing how they're handling that. And then all of a sudden you give them a little bit more responsibility. Okay. You can go hang out with your friends tonight, you know, or whatever. You can go to the mall. You don't just have to go, there you can drive it to the game or whatever the case may be right that's what i'm talking about give them structure let them show that they're capable of operating within structure and maybe this is what bach is talking about i'll let him speak on that um give them structure show them see if they can handle the structure with responsibility if they do give them a little bit more free flow or allow their free flow to be in transition only. And if they don't have an immediate opportunity that's a good shot, then you got to get back out into to the settled zone of running what we need need to run to get this good shot. Um, that's the way I would see it. You know, if you're going to give them any type of change in structure, is, is do it in that manner to where you're coaching them up to be better decision makers with regards to how they shoot shots and when they shoot shots, time and score situation. We saw that that's been plentiful where they come down, they have the last shot, they have the ball, 18 seconds, you know, 20 seconds left, and they're driving at the basket like, like it's, you know, <laughs> five minutes left in the, in the half. It's like, no, oh, bro, you, 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 you going into the locker room either, down five, up three, up seven, or you know whatever that is, or we're gonna be where we're at. You're not giving them another opportunity. So I don't know. I I hope I'm not you know all over the place with it. I'm hope there's understanding as to what I'm saying. But Bach, I'll let him speak on 
you know, that part of what he what he believes as well. But that's that's the way I would see it if they're going to do any, any any adjustments. What do you want to see? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's, I mean, because there is so, only so much you can do. Like you said, you kind of worked on this this one thing the whole time, and, and you know, you get you got the rest of the month. You have two games left, so you can kind of tweak some things and, and work on some things. But I think it is just kind of um, maybe trying to get more sets in there. You know, maybe, you know, you don't see a whole lot of, of like, double screens to get an open three or something. Just, you know, just some different ideas um, to, to go out there and, uh, and maybe run more of a half-court set because especially today I thought, like, you know, Verge has his games where he's on and off, and, and he's always, I mean, he just, I think he's just goes into every game feeling like he's got to do it. I mean, he's got to play well and o- almost outside himself to keep him close, especially in a game against Auburn, and I think he probably felt that today. Um, and, and we could talk about different ball handlers that, that could, you know, um, but especially with that, that kind of full court press. That, I mean, he was the only one that I would be too comfortable with um, bringing the ball up. And so he kind of had to do that the whole day. But he kind of I think he got caught up in trying to do too much of himself again. I mean, he he, he found guys again for assists. It's a solid day. But um at certain times just kind of taking bad shots or difficult shots or, you know, at, at certain times too, just getting beat up, trying to draw a foul and not getting it. So, I mean, it, it's not all um, just, just, it's not all coming down on him. It just feels like he's got too much with the offense the way it is. It just feels like there's too much on him um, to go above and beyond himself. And then when he tries it and it doesn't work, sometimes the people turn on him because it looks like, but he's really, I, to me, he's kind of their only option in that, in that, in that way. And I hope I want to see Webster, especially kind of being brought into that. Cause I think that he's your, your second option um, that can kind of drive and facilitate and hit a, you know, hit a mid range to get kind of, kind of shake himself open. Um, I I'd just like to see a little bit more of that. I don't know how well they work together on the court at the same time. Um, so maybe it is kind of a role change, but I think there has to be something different other than just let's hope that Verge can either get the pick and roll going with Walker or he's going to take some shot or we're going to just kind of force up a three. I mean, that's seemingly the offense right now. That's what it looks like. That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, the entire purpose behind pressure defense is to take an offense out of it and create chaos. So you're putting the ball in yeah. the hands. You're putting the ball in the hands of people in places and locations that they're not used to or comfortable getting it. Right, so you've got bigs. You're going to have to handle it in, middle, in, in the middle of the floor. They don't want it there. They want no parts of it. You're going to force teams to give the ball there, and then force those big men to become passers in high speed chaos. Right, so not only are you going to create, you're going to create rush hour traffic, but you're going to put them in the, on, on the median and have them make decisions in either direction when they're not comfortable. Auburn's really good at it. The only, strict. The only thing that was missing today was Nolan Richardson on the sideline. Like that's what that's what that looked that's what that looked like for me. For me, that looked like, wow, he he went full chaos, and it and it's working. Nebraska was not ready. They were looking. I mean, listen, there were some dogs on that <laughs> Auburn team. Right. I mean, they were. I mean, they weren't budging. I mean, Verge and and McGowan's and. The likes of them were trying to, you know, put bodies on them and, you know, work by them. And they were just like, <sighs> and I just, that's probably what Jay Foreman was alluding to. They was like, and, you know, it, <laughs> and, and I'm talking about they were quick hands and they were active and they just looked more physically like they had more of a physical prowess to them. You know, that that was, I mean, 
the 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 you know I used to remember when we walked into a gym. That's how people look at, looked at us. They're like, it's gonna be a physical night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, you know, just get prepared. Nebraska's here. It's it's gonna be physical. You know what I mean? And and uh, you know, it was it was only <laughs> it was only when I remember in the NCAA tournament we faced New Mexico State and they had them freaking. <laughs> uh, super athletic leapers all over the place. It was a dunk fest. It was like, yeah, it was alley oop central, right? So sometimes you run into you know situations like yeah. that, but that's what that's what it looked like tonight. It looked like one of them situations where they ran up against a juggernaut, and the juggernaut was like, you know, smash. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, <laughs> I'm smashing you, Hulk, and you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Big juggernaut is what they ran into. The juggernaut. They went through, and and from the text line, it's like, wait a minute. It looked like at some moment that Nebraska looked over at Arkansas and went, "We in the wrong neighborhood." <laughs> like, yeah. like this was no. weak. Like we, <laughs> it was just a big Auburn party in Atlanta, wasn't right? It? Like it was Basically. like. Yeah. Basically, right? Like it's yeah. like, wait a minute, this was not there. I did, I, I did find it amusing. Again, there were several moments where Nebraska players competed, and I didn't want it to seem like we were just gonna just gonna bash Nebraska. There were some guys who competed. I mean, Derek Walker put up a double double when he was matched up. He's you know he's one on four all all night long, continually yeah. all season long, and he put up t- a ten and ten, which. Was one thing, but I'll ask how. Look, I I know that we've talked about him getting getting the ball more, but this really has to be top of like top line for Fred Hoiberg for next week. <laughs> like it has to be top of the line that if we, the first four touches touches DP is it to Walker? Then you're not addressing it. Like for real. Like I'm saying our first four plays are to Walker. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, DP, but God, I'm just. You're so on point with that. You go ahead, man. I mean, you're on it. Well, it was you're really it, on it. It was watching Auburn respond and react to it. And it did everything that whether it was high post, low post, just in the touch, even if you ran the pick and roll with him holding possession, what it did was it changed Auburn's defense. It it got them out of their comfort zone of just being able to move quickly and be long. They had to then think. They actually mm-hmm. had to think and process what Nebraska was running. And when Nebraska did it, it allowed look, it required next level execution for Nebraska, right? Facts. That somebody right. had to, oh, this guy's hedging so I can go ahead and cut to the basket and then be prepared for the help guy to come so you can jump stop, kick it, or finish. Fundamental. Right? There ba- you go, DP. Basic That's stuff it. in it. And I was just Basic. looking at it, I'm going, I can just hear you during the game screaming like I knew Strick was just like get him the ball and I couldn't I couldn't feel it I'm like Strick is all right now losing his head losing it losing it man I mean I'm I'm like I'm dumbfounded that and I don't want to attribute it to the coaching staff but I might have to you know what I mean it's like I know the free flow offense I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this man but I know the free flow offense is designed to kind of just work in different situations, but the IQ of your players also have got to match that. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. I, and I'm not. I don't want. I don't want to say that they're not quality IQ players. I just don't see IQ things. Let me just say that. Yeah. Right. 
I'm not saying that they're not high IQ players. I just don't see high IQ things, right? I don't see switch situations where, you know, next thing you know, Walker's got a mismatch. Back this thing out. See, their mentality is back this thing out. Let me get into me. And then now I'm checking a challenge shot against the same guy that, you know, that he's on plus the other defender that's there. So then the guy, shot blocker guy, ends up clipping your shot. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because yeah. he kind of just, he lets you go to create space. He knows he's got help. So now that space, give me that. <laughs> and so that's, so that's what I'm saying. If I get a switch, me, if I get a switch situation, I'm backing that thing out. My guy got a mismatch. I'm going to let him make the decision on whether he's going to get this bucket or he's going to get us a good shot because they've got, like you said, they've got to do something. This man is shooting over 80% in, the, in in games over now I'm not talking about two games I'm talking about now what they played how many games DP in 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 11 games nine games 11 games in the press yeah, 11 games in, in the post game notes they make a point that Walker went for four, four for four and has now hit 38 of his last 44 shots dating on, back son. to November 19th come on son. 38 That's of 44 since November 19th and you're in oh. restrictive area and giving him the ball. You're not talking about a few games. You're talking about consistently getting buckets. And he's been creative at the rim. You know, he's shot fake, gave a little of this, boom, good bodies. You know what I mean? He's doing it right. Get the man the ball. And so I'm feeding him. Shoot, I'm, I'm Seymour. Feed me. Feed me. Bach, if, 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 if I were to – Set up a one on one with you and Strick, right? Uh-huh. Just you and Strick, and you you know you in for work. But I then tell you that at the end of this thing, Strick is also going to get twenty two more shots than you do. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds of you having success, Bach? <laughs> oh man. I- <laughs> That's a pretty good scenario laid out there. Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't think that that'd be a close game. <laughs> like I hey, but no, but 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 check this though. Like Steve Schneider said something right, and and I want to ask you guys this question. Steve Schneider says, you know, on on the um, the 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 comments line that where's the defense, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you feel, you guys? that the energy the you know the the mentality do you do have you seen it as of late or are you just seeing just kind of lackadaisical lazy because i see a lot of ball watching i see a lot of watching not only on defense in rotations i see a lot of watching also with regards to rebounding where guys are just kind of standing and looking instead of compacting the paint and find that was what we did we compacted the paint, and I don't care if it was me and Big Country. I'm putting a body on Big Country. I'm finding somebody and doing it some way or somehow to root him out until I can get some help. Maybe I don't get the rebound, right? right. But see, it looks to me that in you know in those things, there's just a lot of standing. What do you guys think with regards to the I'm, defense? I'm gonna back and hold. I'm gonna send Big Sky a clip from. There's a sequence late in the second second half where the ball's swinging around Auburn's perimeter. 
And Derek Walker identifies that a shot's going up, so he goes to find the big. He goes yeah. to find the big, and then the thing that happens is this. The big just simply pushes him out of the way. And I don't I mean I don't I mean that. by body. He extended the ball. Like yeah. he literally extended. And Facts. Derek Walker's reaction was what was an accumulation of an entire game and season's worth of being the undersized guy being pushed around and not being bailed out for it, like not getting the calls. So then he looked to the official like, what are you doing? Well, the big gets the ball. Then he goes to work defensively. And the big down steps, he tries to, he tries to step him down, but his foot slips. No call. Travel. Right? Travel. It's, it's a He's clean big travel. travel. And yeah. then <laughs> he goes up and Walker makes a clean block. <laughs> <laughs> and then they whistle walk for the foul. Yeah, so, I saw that. So I yeah, tend to say, and Strick, you can probably speak to it. Bach, you can imagine if you're out there banging, giving your best against somebody bigger, stronger, stronger, faster, and you're not getting any help, at some point the resistance to that has to lower. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, <laughs> certainly. Again, I, I, it's kind of funny to talk about me playing at all when Eric Strickland is here. Well, no, no, but that's why we're doing. But it. I that's played what... in, you know, middle school and stuff. <laughs> I still play rec ball. You, but there's certain matchups, and I'm not very big. I'm not very good. But there's certain matchups when you go in and you just, you just, sometimes you just kind of look over the ref and like, if you're, if you're gonna call it this way, we have no shot. <laughs> just none, because they're yeah. way more physical than us. And if you're just gonna swallow the whistle this whole time, we're gonna be. There's nothing here for us so um you know that can be frustrating and i think you know it, it, it walker i mean what a dog not just the 10 and 10 four assists two steals two blocks i mean filling up the stat sheet like you said should have got another block um and he was i mean it, even his rebounds i mean he's getting pushed halfway out of bounds having <laughs> to throw it back in and they're just not getting the call uh you know this was a game where the refs didn't you know not a whole lot of free throws for either team so sometimes you can appreciate that but when you're facing a team like that right, right. you know something you know it, it, maybe it's maybe it's on Hoyberg or, or, or somebody but you got to got to work the ref and, and and say that if you're just going to let that team who's way more physical than us get away with outside of the game of basketball being more physical than us, then we're not going to have a shot. And they don't need your help. Yeah. Like, they don't need your help. Hey, we'll throw it to break, and then we'll come back and close out uh, this post-game show. Again, we appreciate you guys on the the Sardar Heyman text line. Uh, You guys are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We greatly appreciate you. We see you. We're trying to get through an hour's worth, uh, but we appreciate you hanging out with us. we're, you're adding to the show, even if we don't directly read the text, because it matters and you are appreciated. We'll be right back. Back to the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show, featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Final segment. Again, we appreciate you guys joining. Adding to the conversation is greatly appreciated. Uh, for you giving us time on a Saturday. And again, we'll keep showing up. It's not, you know, it's not fun, but we'll keep showing up. It's therapy. We all get to kind of vent and feel better about it. Strick, take us into the locker room. What are you saying to him, big man? Well, some of the things I'm just saying, hey, man, just keep competing. Um, we know we've had a couple, you know, rough games. Um, I know it's out of character sometimes that we're playing this early. You know, though, that's not easy either. Um you know, you, you're basically on your time playing 1030 game, 
so those, you know, they've had two early games now as a young team trying to, to fill themselves out together. So, but look, we've got a whole week, you know, um, I'd let them think about it, give them a day off and then say, Hey, listen, let's come back to work. We still got stuff to get done. We still got stuff to finish. We still got goals that we need to reach. Um, yes, we've had some hiccups, but at this point, um, we've got to get back to work. There's some things we've got to do better and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that and we'll go into the new year with a fresh start. You know, we'll finish off these last few games in this month and come back, you know, looking to, to get back into the big 10 and, and make things happen. Bob, you're a fan. You get to, you get to scream from the rafters. That's right. What, it, what, what would you say? What do you, what would you say to him as a fan? Like you get to say it. Well, I, I guess if you want me to be the, the very upset fan, maybe I'd say some different things. But I, I, I want to just, you know, say to the fan base, and, and I know it's easy with these. I mean, these back-to-back games are rough to watch, and, and I understand that. But there's there's so much left for this team. I think the talent's still there um, for them to, to pull off an upset. Maybe not against an Auburn or a Michigan. Um, but if you catch one of these teams on a bad night, it can't happen. I mean, they, they caught Auburn on, on the worst day. I mean, Auburn was rolling. Um, so... You know, I, I think that there's still upside for this team, uh, if not to, you know, make your tournament or whatever you had ho- hopes for at the beginning of the year, um, to put it together for a few nights and, and get an exciting win, an upset win uh, this year, if not a few of them. I mean, there's still a lot of season left, um, just starting Big Ten play, and, you know, and then around the corner in January, it's going to really kick off. Um, I I just don't give up on the team. It's it's still uh, it. I think that there needs to be some tweaks, but I think with those tweaks, um, this team has some upside to go. Yeah, I I think the reality is we may not get the best version of this team that we hope for, and the reality is we're watching shooting at a at, at abysmal level that we can't even begin to process. The hope is that I do have. Oh, go ahead, DP. Sorry, but, I, but the hope mm-hmm. is that those numbers that somehow that the basketball gods give Nebraska their due and give them the hot streak that they deserve that normally goes along with the cold streaks of monumental proportion. I'll keep asking. <laughs> Go ahead, Strick. Yeah, I, I just want to touch on one thing at, that Barkley, Charles Barkley said at the halftime, and I think it's something that it, we, can, we can take some good solace in if we happen to do these things. He said this. He said, look at the big picture. And I think that's what I hear from Bach, right? Look at the big picture. You against bad teams, you can win just by being athletic and just by being, you know, you know, good, right? But against good teams, you must take good shots, take care of the ball, and in Nebraska's case, you have to rebound. So I want to take Barkley's words. And if they apply, if Nebraska can apply that concept, because he's talking about Auburn, who's a top 25 team. Yep. If Nebraska can take that same concept, that's the same thing. That's all I've been saying, right? Big picture. If they take that, add rebounding to it, that some of this stuff can start changing. They've got to hit shots. My goodness, they got to hit shots. Good shots, good shots, hit shots. You Absolutely. know what? It's strict at this point. I'll take bad shots that go in. <laughs> <laughs> We're desperate. We need it. Only the- if you're a team that knows it's a bad shot, DP. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. By the way, Ohio State ran Wisconsin out of the building today. So put that in your pocket. We appreciate y'all. Love you. See you Monday. We'll talk about it again on 93.7 The Ticket.